Give me a second, sorry. I thought I was ready, and then I realized I had to pull up my bloody thing. Yeah, it's called a uh, fly. <laughs> and it shouldn't be bloody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Mm. That actually reminds me of a bit on Hey Hey It's Saturday. Uh-oh. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> it was a Red Faces where the... Do you oh. remember where the guy... Where it was like the... And he, like... On the... He would, like, uh, like be... Doing his fly up like mm. the and that would be the sound like the zip 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 right. zip and then on the last bit he'd like pretend to get it caught on his he'd go ah and that was mm. not there yeah. that was his that was and everyone was like going him red and what did uh, and what did the guy from the, the band, Jackson Five think think. <laughs> The guy from the band. Yeah, the guy. The Red guy Simons. from the band. Red, yeah. Yeah, you he's work from, in media and you can't from, remember Red Simon's name. Uh, and he was from Sky... Hooks. Men. <laughs> from Sky Men. <laughs> from Red and the Sky Men. Founder of Reddit. <laughs> Red Simon's founded Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> That's his full name, Reddit Simon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shut up and tape my up gong. <laughs> see her everywhere we are hottest 100s and thousands we are taking control of your radio station this is the podcast in where the wild down and we talk about the songs that have been deemed hot enough to be in the triple j little t little j hottest 100 my name is david james young and i'm one of the four voices you're gonna be hearing for the next hour so joining me once again it's adam puncher with a little a (laughs) there is technically yeah there, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, checks out. Yeah, we've also got a special guest, Andrew McDonald. My name's in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> and and with like double spacing between yeah. each yeah, letter, wide text. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> and at the very special time of seven thirty, it's Nathan Harrison. Nice. I'm the SpongeBob, but like alternating caps. Oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah, nice. yeah. So sticky, it's... sticky case. I think it's called. Ah. Yeah. I didn't know it was called that. That's good. You have to really, unless there's a faster way of doing it. Like, it, oh, it's a pain. But yeah, it's, but you know, it's so it's, worth. It's noble work. It's it is. fine on your computer. It's a pain on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where I use it the most, though. In, or, like, or on in, a printing in, press, it would be annoying. Yeah, also, on, on <laughs> <laughs> it would be as annoying as any typing yeah, on a printing yeah, press. Like, yeah. So that's no, fine. <laughs> nice one, Gutenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Make it easier to do sticky case. Oh god. <laughs> All right. Are you ready, kids? Yes. I, uh, yeah. I can't hear you. Yeah, yes. Yay. Yep. All right. Oh, at number 30, it's Machine Gun Felicia with the girl of my dreams, open bracket, is giving me nightmares. She's also a squirrel in a, a, a thing. A yeah, yeah. Ast- <laughs> with a space suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. From SpongeBob. The squirrel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's an aquanaut. Is it? She's not in space. A swimmer. <laughs> Close bracket. <laughs> the girl of my dreams is giving me nightmares. I found her on TV. Now I see her everywhere. She's got style. She's got violent ways about her. So that I can't 
insides exploded Hard to believe you can't get what you're dreaming If you try sometimes you might find You get what you steal Machine Gun Felicia making their return to the Triple J Hardest 100 coming in at number 30 in the 2001 countdown. This is uh, what would be one of their biggest songs. Uh, like uh, definitely the first song I remember hearing of theirs uh, as a child. Uh, long before I knew what Felicia was. Or experienced. Come on. Come on. I would hope so, David. Come on. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you Come on. No. You know what? Fuck you. That's okay. I don't need you. That's I don't fine. need any of you. This song is called <laughs> The Girl in My Dreams is giving me nightmares. It's from the Paging Mr. Strike album. Andrew. David. Oh, give, they're give back. Me, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're not fighting anymore. Yeah, that's um, nice. Now, now, DJ Y, heart emoji, MGF. Mm. Or does a- <laughs> <laughs> not to be confused with MGK, Machine Gun Kalatio. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be better. That would be better. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now, Andrew, what are your thoughts on The Girl of My Dreams Has Given Me Nightmares? Um, Yeah, this is a bit, I guess... Less silly than the other Machine Gun Flashio mm. that we kind of know. But it's just silly enough, right? A little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, it's just kind of more like a rather nice electro rock kind of song. Oh, it's just kind of more like a rather nice electro rock kind of song. I believe this was the lead single from the record. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And obviously was very successful. It was my first Machine Gun Flashio track as well that I remember mm. hearing. Okay. Um, a lot of radio play, and also it was—it's sensible and straightforward enough that it can get not necessarily video hits play or triple M play, but it can get radio play more regularly than some of their more jokey songs. Yeah, there was definitely yeah. some like crossover. The fact that this song has that kind of, I guess, pop mainstream sensibility in a certain way reminds me of who Machine Gun Flacio often compared to is Tism, of course. Um, of course. And like Greg the Stop Sign has huge pop hooks. And this certainly has definite pop hooks mm. with like, just like that, that chorus is so easy to sing along to and so hooky. I always like it when bands who are, novelty band is the wrong term for Machine Gun Flash Show. I'm not saying they're a novelty band or a comedy act kind of thing, but they are yeah. silly. But yep. it's always nice when those kind of silly bands are like, you know what, we actually can write music. Mm. And like, not that this song is like fucking outstanding or anything like that, but it's a very well-constructed piece of like hooky electronic rock music. It's not relying on humour no. to be the star of the show, mm. right? And you're right, like, to think that a song, just because a song is funny, does it, it doesn't need to be a good song. That, like, that's never the case. Yeah, yeah. And, all, and it, I think it does lead to the discrediting of any band that decides to show openly that they have a sense of humour in their song. Like, it's so... It's something that we've talked about before in the past because I think it's been incredibly pertinent to the Australian music scene and to Australian mm. bands. It's just go like, no, this is a serious band in terms of the way that they take care of themselves and conduct themselves as a band, they just choose to have a sense of humour. And in the case of Machine Gun Fellatio, I don't know, whatever they do on stage, there'd be like a shark with boobs or, yeah, so, or it's, something. It's, I, I think... <laughs> Can we circle back to shark with boobs? <laughs> well, they, they had like wild live shows or whatever, right? There's, there's like a burlesque element. Yeah. yeah. To, and like a cabaret. Yeah, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure there were some official members of M... M I keep going to say MGK, fucking hell. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there were some official members of MGF that were literally just dancers. Yeah. 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 I've, I've seen 
members of the band do like burlesque acts outside of the band. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. That's a big part. And in, of, and in the early days, know. a lot of their reputation was founded on the fact of that that factor of. I went to see this band last night, and here's what was happening. Yeah. And the other person it was being insane. Like, Stop yeah. lying, Graham. <laughs> yeah. mm. It's always Graham, isn't it? <laughs> that is the last straw. You're out of our circle yeah. of friends, Graham, for lying about music once. There again. was not a shark with boobs, Graham. <laughs> there never is. You're no longer invited to my wedding, Graham. Yeah. Why that shark hasn't had boobs for twenty years? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but, honey, I've already made the deposit. <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. So it was a thinker. <laughs> it was good. It was really good. <laughs> As is this song. It's yeah. like it's a good song. It's yeah. just it's it's fun. I totally get why it was the first song most of us heard of theirs. Like, totally. You know, it, it's a real like pop up on compilations and everything, and I think most people that weren't like heaps into this band, when they think back to them, they think of this song. Yeah. It's just mm, it's mm. just a very good song. Mm. It's like it's charming in its own weird kind of almost circusy, you know, yeah. what, whatever yeah. that vibe is. Like, yeah, because there's there's something in that the way that the like the keyboards are going. Um, I also like the cheeky uh, Rolling Stones uh, reference. Yeah, uh, yeah, flipping. Uh, you can't always get what you want, but if you try, sometimes you might find you get what you steal. Mm. I see what you did there. Mm. And you know the, the other beautiful thing about Machine Gun Fellatio, I find, is that because... <laughs> We're all trying so hard to not say Machine <laughs> Is it this Australian band or the most famous person in the world? <laughs> you decide, Australia. <laughs> because they are they are known for being so outrageous in their songs and so like bombastic and so silly and whatever, that when they do a straight song like this, it makes me lean in. Mm. It makes me go like, Whoa. yeah. Well, that'll I also come up with a, another certain song of theirs. It makes me we'll scan it so yeah. much more to just make sure that it's like, I'm not, if I if I go ahead and say that I like this song, that someone's not going to laugh at me and be like, oh, you know what that's about, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like they're playing a joke on the listener kind of exactly. thing like which, yeah. which they're not, I don't no. think. No, no they're yeah. not. But there is a theremin. Yeah. And um, that's I'll, true. I'll, I, I will be damned that. if I'm going to sit here and talk ill of a song with a theremin. Yeah. Every every song that I've ever talked ill about. I love a cheeky Listen theremin. up. If you had a theremin, we'd You're have no right. issues. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't, did you? <laughs> you fucked it. <laughs> Great um uh genius annotation Ooh. on the um love, love it when the Aussies get on board and yeah. and uh, and get on genius. Is it, yeah. is it from Pinky? No. Is it from Chit Chat? Is it no, from the is I it from the shark boob? Is it from Kelly? Shark. <laughs> yes, you're all right. Yeah, great. Cool. Nailed it. Yep. Was Good. it from Reddit no. Simons? Yep, it was Reddit Simons as well. It was all of them. They all teamed up. That's why this story was so good. Now he's upset. In Who the- was it? It was you. Was I, it found your, I found your fucking account, dick. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm Adam, I'm smart and cool and handsome and everybody likes me. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. That's, that's, your, that's, that's, that's Adam's that's social you. media. That's what you sound like. Adam sounds like he doesn't use social media. Look how hoarse my voice is getting, you fuckwits. <laughs> What's happening? Oh my God, you sound like the middle of that Kendrick Lamar record. <laughs> it says, for yeah. that lyric about mm-hmm. when he's like dreaming of peaches or whatever. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The, the annotation just says, it is common to try and find symbolic meaning in dreams. Which I think is it's true. Excellent, big, big brain genius move. No to be lie like, detected. I'll make an account and make that comment about <laughs> this lyric in there. So well done, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was Reddit. 
They teamed up. It was it was boob shark. I swear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Adam has more social media accounts than you. That's all. I don't have. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Adam's on a burner. <laughs> God, I don't even reply to my messages on Messenger. <laughs> Fuck, all right, we get it. You can piss really high at the urinal, all right? No, Everyone's so impressed. When, I don't even own a TV. Hang on, when, and when, why am I now? What, <laughs> guys, what's happened to us? Not so fun anymore, is it? <laughs> what happened to us? We used to bully Andrew. <laughs> Nowadays, we bully hey, Adam. guys, come on. <laughs> Let's get back to what made this podcast um. great. <laughs> Okay. This song's fucking unhinged. Like uh-huh. this, this should not have been allowed on Par FM. This should not have been allowed on mainstream radio, especially when you compare it to everything else that was getting played on the radio at the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I was a little bit older, I would have been like, "Oh man, this is so fun and cool and theatrical and stuff like that." But I was a wimp. Remember, I was scared of Tism. Let, let's not forget, when I was nine years old, I used to have nightmares about Tism because they were fucking nine dudes in balaclavas that mm. would beat each other up in the fucking What Are You video. I remember seeing that and just being like, oh, fuck, that's not good. I've seen people in balaclavas on the other, on, on Australian Crime Stoppers. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Are these the same people? Like, <laughs> I'm coming at this from the perspective of being a wimpy-ass child, Okay. I shouldn't have been exposed to this song so young, but in hindsight, I'm kind of glad that I was because I turned into a freak. Best way to be. Best way to be, baby. There will never be a band like Machine Gun Fallacia in in Australia. There have been bands that sounded similar. There have been bands that have had multitudes. There have been bands that have possessed the same style of humor as MGF, but... For that been, exact there's been boobs w- on other sharks. Yeah, there's been boobs on other sharks. <laughs> left shark, for example. Yeah. Remember left shark? I do. Oh man. Where but are like, they now? Who knows? Probably, <laughs> maybe on the right. <laughs> maybe they've been oh, radicalized. Yeah. <laughs> radicalized shark. January six. Are you <laughs> actually <laughs> spending too much time with Reddit Simons? <laughs> I just feel like this band was such a perfect storm for the late nineties and early two thousands of the exact right combination of people in the exact right live music scene, playing the exact right festivals and Sending everyone fucking bunter. Just being like, I I have no idea what the fuck I just saw. And I think there's something really cool and really exciting about that. So I will always be indebted to MGF for doing what the my catchphrase on this podcast used to be. And that's keep music evil. Mm. And Did- what will you be indebted to Machine Gun Kelly for? Uh... That song with Halsey, because that song fucking rips. It's Halsey should make a. Halsey's done her dark industrial record with the Nine Inch Nails guys. Mm. Now I want to make wanted to make a pop punk record with Travis Barker because that shit would rip. That's actually not a word of a lie. No, absolutely. Oh, and also the giant hand bit that, in Jackass Forever. That's the only good. That's <laughs> the only good. the only good thing he's ever done is get <laughs> slapped the shit out of Jackass Forever. <laughs> is not understand which hand he was cycling. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. Have you seen Jackass Forever? No, I, I did I not win no. a single Oscar. Bullshit, right? Absolute tragedy. <laughs> makes you want to hit someone. Knoxville, yeah. yeah, Knoxville should have gone up there and smacked someone. <laughs> These jokes will be so old by the time. Yeah, yeah, fuck. <laughs> by this point, it's just like, guys, that's old news. Will Smith's just smacking everybody. Yeah. <laughs> He's been on a rampage. Oh, no, West no, Philadelphia, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, a month from now, I was like, I can't tell what slapping incident that's referring to. <laughs> it's happened so much. Uh, fucking hell.
sorry. I, just on the note of genius, I've just learned that Seal once signed up to do genius to do an an- signed up for genius to do an annotation for the kiss from a rose, mm. uh, which was this. He highlighted brackets verse one, right? So just in the 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 intro of the song, and then wrote this and this alone. I've avoided explaining these lyrics for over 25 years. I'm not going to start doing it now. (laughs) (laughs) And then he left, and that's the only annotation he's ever done on Genius. That's phenomenal. At number 29, it's the debut of the John Butler Trio. This is Take. making their arrival into the Triple J Hottest 100 with the song Take, uh, future top fivers of the Hottest 100, top tenors of the Hottest 100, gold selling. band. (laughs) No, you're thinking of the John Butler Quartet. (laughs) (laughs) Platinum selling, uh, Aria winning, uh, multiple... Arena tour doing international sensations like one of the biggest live exports Australia has produced in the last 20 years. A band that is still going to this day and is still drawing massive, massive audiences. But at this point, they are the little blues and roots band that could. Mm. So we yeah. come in at a very interesting early and primitive stage of the JBT. Uh, and Adam. Yep. Where do you come in? Do you come in around this point? You have listed the many, many accomplishments of the John Butler Trio, but the one that you left out was Mm. that they were also the first band I ever saw saw live. live. Is this because they opened for Powderfinger? No. No, because they. I remember they they were opening on the Vulture Street tour. Yeah, maybe so. But I saw them for their own tour for Sunrise Over Sea. So at the Wynn Entertainment Center. At the Wynn Entertainment Center. I was there. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was In there. I was there too. Two thousand four. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was the year the year that that album was released. Yes, and that was your first gig. That was my very first gig. Wow. That's pretty old for first. You were doing what, 15? 100%, yeah. Music didn't happen for me young. People talk about inheriting music from their family and whatever. I mm. I didn't really get anything from my parents. Yeah. Dad listened to a lot of classical, so I... Sadly couldn't go see Bach on tour. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I imagine that a lot of people's first gigs, as we were kind of talking about last episode, might have been uh, their Our parents. Parents, taking parents, us. parents yeah. took you to, yeah, to see to see Yeah, my dad took me to yeah. see the Cruel Sea. Yeah, I, I, if it's going to happen early, that's when it's going to happen. Otherwise, mm. it's going to be when music happens, and music only really started happening at that time. Yeah, for me. sure. And then it was like the next two gigs. I think it's Foo Fighters next. So mm. a, an arena show, like a proper big yeah. arena show, and then. The one where I went, like, the, my mind was blown was seeing the Mars Volta for the first time. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, huge, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at the end more. Classic. So your first time's not your best, but, you know, you, you, always you, get, remember. you get a couple more under you your always... belt and you go like, oh, actually, no, live music's pretty good. I can't remember if we've touched on it or not. What were your two first shows? Killing Heidi in the Wollongong Mall. Oh, no. that's oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure we've talked Shout about this. Shout out friend of the show, Ella Hooper. Yeah. Uh, against me. Uh, oh, the, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Annandale. Oh. So let's talk about the um, a bit of the history. It's the first time we're talking about the band. Mm. And I think the story of the John Butler Trio is fairly important to the entire identity of the band and mm. even to the identity of this song. The John Butler Trio didn't start as the John Butler Trio. It started as just John Butler. Yeah. Uh, well. He was a busker in Fremantle. In 1996, he put out a self-recorded cassette called Searching for Heritage, and the trio properly formed in 98. That led to the release of the John Butler album that year, a few like reworked tracks from, the, from, the, from that original cassette. So yeah. they really got their big hit and their big break, kind of, their big break playing the East Coast Blues and Roots Music Festival yes. in Byron. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. this was kind of one of those legendary gigs. The first night that they performed, they didn't have many people come through. Yeah. And and John was in, you know, like feeling a little bit downhearted, but still determined to kind of like, all right, next show, we're going to blow some minds. Mm. And just as luck would have it, that night there was a massive torrential kind of downpouring and all of a sudden, people to just get out of the rain, 3,000 odd people poured into this tent. And they, where they with, just happened to be playing. Where, yeah. the, where, the, where the JBT were playing. Mm. And it was just like the energy of the crowd in such a small space just put them all together. They locked in and they just played the show of their lives. Mm. And to this day, John Butler has said that he has never heard an applause bigger, even playing arenas and stadiums than what he heard yeah. in that tent that night. He remembers it so, so fondly. And as happens, you play a gig like that, at a festival like that, you get the entire coast mm. talking. Yeah. They got uh, rotation on Triple J for a song called Pick Apart yes. at that time. Can I actually do a quick segue? Yeah. You mentioned John Butler Trio was the first band you ever saw. John Butler Tree was the first band I ever heard on Triple J. Whoa, there you go. First thing I heard was Better Man by John Butler Trio. So this comes off the album three, which was actually their second album. Confusing, I know. Yes. Um, the and fuck. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, wait till you hear about ten by Pearl Jam. <laughs> <laughs> but the main point of this origin story that I think is worth focusing on for this track is the John Butler as busker part, because he describes that experience as saying like. Playing songs that you know were known, that doesn't that doesn't make people stop. Playing songs that even have vocals doesn't make people stop. But he was just there, grinding it out, figuring out what worked, what made people stop, and 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 kind of refining his own style and his own virtuosity. And it was, he said, like whenever I kind of got into the really interesting instrumental stuff that combined a whole lot of different kind of styles. He's like, that's when I kind of started drawing people in. And I think that that's what you have at work 
on this song. Yeah, we got a long one here. It's like eight yeah. minutes long and a lot mm. of it is instrumental. A lot of it is that kind of noodling. But that virtuosity, I think, is so essential to what the appeal of John Butler was and what people came to. It was what was largely electrifying about them because even when they started being a recorded band at this time, it, it seemed less like they were aiming to make a song that was a finished musical product, but more a document of what they did live. Mm, yeah. And look, if the idea of a busker in Fremantle jamming out and being virtuosic does nothing for you, if the John Butler trio story does nothing for you, I bet you don't like this song, <laughs> right? And if you listen to this song and you didn't like it and then you heard all of the other stuff, I bet that, that doesn't appeal to you at all because I think it's all kind of part of that same package. And you and it's one of those things where you kind of like buy it in its entirety or, or you kind of leave it alone. For me, it's kind of like I did buy it in its entirety when I was younger. I thought it was sick, like, you know, like this this sprawling, very virtuosic musical ramble that was so heightened. So yeah, like I guess I guess it's nostalgia goggles to like a large extent. I, I kind of wish that the lyric was anything other than you don't even understand. <laughs> I wish that so much because I think the melody's fine, but it just seems really like, you don't even understand. Like... <laughs> Mom, mom, <laughs> you know, get out of my room. Because <laughs> otherwise, the song's kind of like this, this, this broad. Uh, many people say it's you know it's just a broad kind of comment of, of greed and consumption and um, yeah, and that kind of thing. As someone who like I, I, I didn't know this song. I'm guessing you're not. I'm a John Butler guy. Yeah, like yeah, uh, like yeah. <laughs> so hearing this and then like I was really surprised that the guitar work was like. Do you guys know the the um. Guitar duo Rodrigo and Gabriella. Rodrigo yeah, and yeah, Gabriella, absolutely. Fucking yeah. shit hot players. Yeah, yeah this, so the, good. <clears throat> the guitar playing in this reminded me of that. So I was just like, fucking hell, like when it first kicked off. And I was like, bloody hell. He's like, I didn't know John Butler did this because I've never mm. heard of oh, He's like, objectively, he's a fucking unbelievable. Like, his solo piece, Ocean, is like the stuff yeah. of legend among guitarists. Like, oh, yeah. In, in, I in, like, that. it's an insane, like, super difficult. It's like, it's like Fire in the Flames on Expert, you know? <laughs> like, it's one of those things you see, you're just like, fuck, you're going to try and play that song? Good luck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, but like, I didn't know any of that shit because I just knew yeah. it from the pop hits, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was, so that was really fucking cool. And like, like again, I'm like, I'm never going to go wholesale for like, like blues and roots music just isn't really for me, particularly mm. like acoustic uh, white guy. I would prefer organic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to go organic. Yeah. He doesn't. <laughs> no, no, okay. no, he doesn't. I'm just he checking. Fuck. <laughs> I don't think it's out of, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's a possibility that he prefers to call his style of music organic. Yeah. That, <laughs> there's there's a greater than zero chance. Exactly. If you told me that, I would believe it and it would affect my opinion of him. <laughs> But yeah, so knowing that, like, hearing this track, and then like when I like I was listening to it, I'm like, oh, this is fucking cool. And then like when the fact that so that it is quite a lengthy number, and so much of it is just instrumental jamming, and just him being able to show off how fucking good he is on the guitar is fucking cool. Like, mm. this is white guy with dreadlocks music. Oh, hundred percent. Which, yeah. which is never going to be my cup of tea, but this song is fucking cool. Like he's the, the band are in great form and he's really good on the guitar and the jam is fucking good to like, I'm glad it's as long as it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of the same. Like, I mean, I, you know, I've been to many folk festivals 
in my younger years, I like blues and roots music, possibly or whatever. Yeah. It's not something I'm ever going to be like, whoa. But this is just like it done super, super well. And, mm. and like it captures the live performance feel of it super well. And the jam is a big part of that. Yeah. But like it just feels you're just listening to a band of very accomplished musicians be quite creative and inventive with this style. Like yeah. you can see yes. why it works. Like this is a great song. And it- I wasn't ever into any other kind of blues and roots music very much but it's like I still went nip, hard for you like nip that one in the butt right now <laughs> no, no 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 but I think what it what it shows is that like here is an example of when a genre has breakthrough totally yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and you know it brings in an audience larger than it's than it's genre alone and I think um, a huge part of that is like the busking narrative and like all of that stuff is so important to yeah John Butler trio and how people kind of came to them I think because this is kind of similar time to um uh, Jack Johnson and all of that other kind of, you know. Yeah, Jack Johnson is about to get massive. Right, yeah. right. So, like, I think, you know, all of that stuff is kind of there in terms of, like, people being excited for this this kind of busking, busking blues guy that's yeah, really, well, yeah, really talented. Yeah, sure. You know, in a lot of ways, this is still rock music. Yeah. But just done yeah. with acoustic guitar. And I think hmm. it would have been somewhat of a breath of fresh air for presenters and listeners alike at the time to throw this one on in between a lot of generally heavier or distorted guitar rock or anything like that. Like we, you can yeah. also go to the bathroom. Yeah. When I was doing FBI radio, I remember like putting on a 20-minute forte track so I could go and have a couple of cigarettes nice. <laughs> like three in the morning. Um, but, but yeah, it's a good texture change from yeah. a lot of the other stuff that's happening at the moment. Yeah, I can see why your ears would perk up. But a, it's length. B, it sounds different to like last week we spoke about we, we all loved Placebo Special K and it's a great fucking song. Um, but like... You compare that as a song that's comparable in the countdown order, kind of thing like that. A lot of you have a lot of that traditional guitar rock stuff, and you have this trio of acoustic kind of like traveling bandoliers jamming mm. out for eight minutes on like just a groove. Mm. Like they find the groove and they have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, and, and yeah. like I can fully see why you'd vote for this and why it's here. This is the spark that lights the flame that is their whole career. You uh, know, yeah. like they go on from here to massive, massive success, both here and overseas and I hadn't thought about them for ages until a couple like about a month or two ago I was at a festival called Somersault um there are a bunch of acts playing that I really love like Casey Chambers and Montaigne uh the Teskey brothers were headlining but second to last on the bill was John Butler playing solo just seeing him up there and like playing all these songs and like watching him do everything that he does as a guitarist and it's just like Man, I feel like I've taken this dude for granted. Hey, man, there's like a fucking solid run of musicianship here that goes beyond just, oh, this was a catchy song on the radio or they're a good band to see live. There was a period where they were among the strongest acts working in this country, like Circus Sunrise Oversea, up to the Grand National Record following that, you know. That's one of the great things about this podcast that, you know. One of many. It's a great podcast. We all all know this. Five stars. We all know it. We all know it. My God. We've all been, a lot of people are saying it. Um, (laughs) But like, for real, it introduces you to artists. Sure. But it will also remind you of just like, yep. hey, you are obligated to listen to this artist again. <laughs> and you'll, go, you'll come back in and be like, you know what? I might do this of my own volition next time. <laughs> it's true, though, because especially like, you know, talking about acts that are 20 years old or more. Yeah. You end up getting like our picture of John Butler trio is of a, 
of a particular time. Like yeah. It's, it's mm, those real, God. those couple of albums. And so getting snapshots before or after, like for any of these bands, of their kind of heyday is just like, ah, oh, right. Like you kind of see part of the journey or just, yeah, get reminded of something like, oh, yeah, they were not always how I think of them. This is, is the cool. most earnestly we've ever wrapped ourselves. I know. It's silly. Mm. Well, you know, whatever. It's a great podcast. It's really good. And I really like this song. Like... Some of these, some of these like acts that are fucking unreal live acts, like they don't always translate. Like there's, mm. there's a certain lightning in a bottle that you get from seeing a band live that doesn't always necessarily translate to studio albums. And it breaks your heart. It is the oh, yeah. worst. It's the worst when yeah. you see something live and you're like, Wah! and then you just all you want to do is have that in some form as a souvenir to take away and to... Yeah. And, to re- and they and don't have a live listen- record. All of the world is their crappy studio recordings. Yeah. Uh, yeah, live albums aren't good. And then, you know, when the... When Whoa, the rec- live? Just as a whole? Adam's famously not into live albums, yeah. Aside from Blind Guardian. Fucking fuck <laughs> off! I'm, I, fuck I, off! I'm not even joking. It's a great... Fuck you! Great. <laughs> Blind Guardian, man. Oh, oh, look. The one they sing about the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It, I don't know. Check it out. Blind Guardian Life. My point is there is a bridging of the gap here between those two worlds. And I, I like that John Butler Trio was able to find that before they got into more of the atmospherics of studio trickery and stuff like that on the, on the later records where it was a much more layered sort of thing as yeah. opposed yes. to just like yes. capturing the band in the room mm. sort of feel, which is like basically the first few records. For sure. That's yeah. yeah 100%. And there will be two season two. Talk about plenty more of those songs. Uh, but in the meantime, we are going to mosey along to the next song. Just down the road, to- actually. Just down the road. Staying in Perth. Yeah, not too far at all. Go West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> the West I Coast s- Eagles. Yeah, I said the Dockers last year. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. See how Isn't I. See, that- see Nathan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And number 28, it's the return of Jebediah. This is. Sorry, let me just check my notes. Fada. So mean to Kevin. Number 28 in the 2001 Hardest 100 Nathan Harrison Do you think this song's great? <laughs> yes Okay <laughs> There are bagpipes in it 
Okay. Continuing yeah. the proud Australian tradition of having bagpipes yeah. in songs. Got to have way, something. Long way to the top, baby. Yeah. Let's and go. You're the voice. You're yeah, the voice. The final one. Yeah. Under the Milky Way has bagpipes too. Mm. Does it? Yeah. A lot man. of songs probably have bagpipes not being played, but just yeah. around. Yeah. Just, of course, just hanging out. The, the, the classic Australian band that everybody loves, Corn, famously uses bagpipes. <laughs> And so does Jebediah. And so, so does, does Jebediah. And, so, yeah, and they'd really lean in with the kilts and the clips. Yeah, yes. the video is very... What a great video. It's very fun. Can I say, the white shirt, white muscle shirt with a kilt look... Kind of look. Kind of yeah. good. Good look. Not just kind of good. Yeah. Like just yeah. whips. Steal <laughs> right. yeah. Kevin Mitchell's look. I <laughs> <laughs> think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great if you were wearing that and someone was like... Fall down, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, it's like the most niche Halloween costume. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm slutty Kevin Mitchell in the <laughs> fall down video. <laughs> it's it's like, like, <laughs> come on. So I'm like a, an Instagram side-by-side comparison of who wore it better. And it's Kevin from the video and then me like hungover with like one eye closed, <laughs> half, half tripping. <laughs> Legs spread, you've gone commando yeah. in the kilt. Clearly, <laughs> halfway through saying fuck. <laughs> so, this is off uh, the Jeb's self titled album. Ah, uh, yes. Um, and Third this is- album? Yes. 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 Because um, we've had Slightly Old Way of Someday Shambles and now this. And now Jebediah. Yes. And it's great. I think you can really see that there's a continuing. I guess it's interesting uh, compared to what we were talking about with Eskimo Joe last time. Um, but there's still like a, a deepening of the songwriting in Jebediah here. I think like the songs are getting, having a bit more meat, being a little less frivolous or, or whatever, but but still just super, super catchy. Like the do's are very catchy mm. and then just like the fall down is just great. Like Look, it's just, Well, like they're more confident in their abilities, Yeah, but also it sounds exactly like a Jebediah song yeah. with bagpipes. Yeah. Like, I love the Dropkick Murphys. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm oh, here for this. <laughs> yeah. I'm so here for this. It, it kicks ass. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. a terrific fucking song. It's so good. And just the way that like that, that bagpipe melody kind of just, it, it, it serves as the basis and the formation for the rest of the song, which is just kind of like this spiraling circle pit that's just got hooks throughout. It sounds dangerous and... And painful, <laughs> but it's not. Awful, it's very yeah. fun. It's very. F- <laughs> yeah, circle pit with hooks that spins yeah, around. Don't- <laughs> it sounds like. It's oh, like- <laughs> fuck me! Now that's my kind of homework. Okay. Oh. <laughs> it's just a circle pit, but all the robots from Robot Wars are also there. Yeah. Oh. oh no, <laughs> that's oh, amazing. No. Uh, um, yeah, a lot, they're a lot bigger than you think when you're watching them on TV. Mm. Those robots. Je- oh, okay, yeah, the robots. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite of the like the, the one that was the, the Dominator was that that one that just flipped everything. <laughs> the flip one was so good. Oh. Nobody could fight it. Yeah. Have like, you watched the um the there's a, like a I think it's an, is a Netflix one. Netflix has got a robot. Oh they, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. No, I, watched, yeah. I mean it's the same thing. It's yeah. great. It's, it's you, all you want. You just want people yeah. building robots. They go in. A bunch of them get ruined, <laughs> and then <laughs> and, like the kid and their dad are like, ah, oh, <laughs> that took us eighteen months and cost about twenty five grand. <laughs> I quit my job for this. <laughs> And then someone just flips it. The film was unstoppable. Like the giant, oh. the giant grinding saw ones would come in, and they would just, it just scoot, flip, drive off. I, th- I feel like the the Jebediah <laughs> robot, at least for this song, would just be bagpipe themed. Yeah. Um, or like getting back to my circling, you know, like the one that's just like, oh, it's a robot, but most of the robot is just a buzz saw. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. But a bagpipe would work against the flipper. 
Because it's all like it's just a bag with lots of legs. <laughs> yeah. So you get flipped. Yeah. You're fine. You and don't you, fall down. Yeah. Got the, more legs. Yeah, like an attachment. Okay. Yeah. Of a bagpipe on the back of the robot. So whenever it like starts up, it's like. <laughs> I'm here for that. Yeah. The other host's like, this is so fucking annoying. <laughs> um, I have a question about bagpipes, and mm. maybe if you're a bagpiper, you can let me know. Okay. They, they seem to be always played in public. Mm. Is it because it's just funny? I, mean, I suppose you also wouldn't do it in your home. Because they're too, too loud for inside. They're <laughs> obnoxiously loud. Imagine yeah. being like in a small, in a share house. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I've got my recital coming up. I've, I've simply got to practice. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about them as well is there's a couple of seconds where they just like, has the drone before the actual sound kicks in. Yeah. So it's like a couple of seconds of going like, oh, God. <laughs> and then it- <laughs> Like a dog whistle, you'd see a. Oh, you're like, fuck. oh god, here it is. <laughs> I mean, the. I mean, I'm not bemoaning bagpipes. So obviously, this song proves that they're great. Yeah, but it's just they're just kind of funny as well. They, they are funny. <laughs> this song's obviously no mull of Kintyre, but you know it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and why do we always play them at funerals, even when the person's not at all Scottish? They might have been aspirationally Scottish. Well, because the pipes, yeah. the pipes Aren't are calling, all? I believe. <laughs> Yeah, Danny boy. Mm. I have a lot of I, yeah. That's all the questions I have um, about bagpipes mm. for now. <laughs> Just like huh, I have way more <laughs> <laughs> scrolling through this massive list of questions. Question number thirty six. Where do you get off? Looking through my uh, chastery with bagpipe. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <Are> you actually- <laughs> What's the most recent text you Let's sent? Let's get Jimmy Barnes on. No, He'll, well, know. He'll know. What I was going to say is if you are interested in bagpipe music, yeah. uh, from, there's a 2019 record by the artist. I'm going to butcher the pronunciation because it's in traditional Gaelic. Brigde Chambol. B-R-I-G-H-D-E. Second name C-H-A-M. B-E-U-L. It is a stupidly good fucking record of instrumental bagpipe music where she just carves it on the pipes for like 45 minutes. It's such a goddamn good record. Just, yeah, just right. clean bagpipes? She's not like, it's yeah. not like a party doesn't thing where she's like running it through amps or anything? No, no, no. She no. Just, she just, she's just a terrific pipist. It's a beautiful record. How I the love fuck it. did you come across uh, that? Andrew's iTunes is the most fascinating place oh, on yeah, earth. Yeah, it's a wretched hive of scum and villain. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, how do you get wrecked for that? It would Reddit, be, Reddit Simons? It would, it, would, it would have been Bandcamp Daily, I'm assuming. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. But yes, this Jebediah track is Jebediah, but with pipes. What more do you yeah. fucking want? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it also, that, that lick also sounds really good on the lead guitar as well. They, they work in tandem together. And also just like all the other instruments sound really good. Yeah. It's just like they're such it's fine They're such, they're fine such a good form. unit. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. They're... We said we we're not far off in terms of WA yeah. with JBT, but also we're worlds away because JBT mm. is this constantly evolving thing of John Butler and a new rhythm section every couple of years, you yep. know, in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. Jebediah have never had a lineup change. Nope. It's always been the four of them and they have really honed their chops over the years. And can I just say also, you know, another great thing that this great podcast is, you know, it's kind of what we were talking about with John Butler Trio. Hmm. Because I think a lot of people would stop the conversation of Jebediah at Slightly Odd Way. And you're not wrong to focus on that album. It is one of the greatest Australian albums ever made. However, to leave out songs like this... Mm. 
You're kidding yourself. So it's a fool's errand. It's a, yeah. you, you just don't do it. Yeah. So yeah. you're welcome, everyone. Yeah. If, if you're leaving something this out, yeah. you are the carryover chump of the week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. But That's everyone said. listening to this podcast yeah. right now isn't. Is this the last yeah. time we talk about them for a little while? It is the last time we talk about them for quite some oh, yeah, time. Oh, yeah, 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 For yeah. several mm. years. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, quick history lesson. In 2004, they put out Braxton Hicks, which is the final record before... Uh, Kevin Mitchell becomes Bob Evans and yeah. uh, takes on the country, uh, wins the hearts and minds of the public, scores himself an Aria nom or two. Ultimately, the band reconvenes in the early 2010s. They put out a record called Cosiosco, mm-hmm. and that is where our story will resume at some point. <laughs> and number 27, it's the return of Regurgitator. This is Fat Cop. Sorry, I I can't say the words fat cop without immediately (laughs) you're following it up with a yeah, 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 yeah. Well, fat cop, hey, look what you got. It's not a lot when you're out on the job. You spot with all of them criminals that I'll find in action. But you just got time, 90% of your fraction. Taking out the food. Filling up the semis Save a bit for later Cause your belly's getting heavy You hit the 7-Eleven Now you find yourself in heaven With all the booty there You could possibly imagine But oh my god Hey, just jump back I'll make a little way For the flip with the blue hat Oh my god Hey, we'll just jump back I'll make a little room For the flip with the blue hat Fat cop, hey Fat cop Regurgitator with the song Fat Cop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, coming in at number 27 in the 2001 Triple J Hottest 100. I believe this is the first Ben Eli lead vocal that we've talked about in the Hottest 100 since I want to be a nudist. I think because the others. Yeah, are, maybe. Yeah, because oh, yeah. we've talked about happiness and super straight and stuff like that. And crush the. Did we, did, we did crush oh, the losers. We crushed those We losers. crushed those fucking mm. losers. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So those were all Quan songs. Quongs, if you will. Uh, and won't. now we're back to uh, Ben Eli cutting sick. Andrew. David. Fat Cop? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Or no, 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 no. It's a yeah, 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 yeah from me, David. Well, um, do go on. It's, I, it's, it's so funny that I think of when I think of regurgitators more like hip hop oriented tracks. I tend to think of Quan. Yeah, he like, he's the one who does a lot of the rapping. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, I will lick your asshole and the drop and yeah, it's like the drop all obviously. fake everything. Yeah. yeah, like obviously the the band all work together kind of thing. But like I know Quan is generally lead composer on the majority yeah, of he's, Gurge he's, tracks. He's more or less seems the de facto leader yeah. of the band. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's cool seeing Ben like you would never hear him and be like, whoa, this guy's flows off the charts or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> but like <laughs> But like he's having a lot of fun with it. And yeah, like for this sure. is um compared to like when we spoke about Super Straight a couple of weeks ago, we remarked that Fat Cop was indeed the lead single from this record, the Eduardo Which is record. Such a strange move. <laughs> it's a bold fucking when, yeah, move. When you have like when you have like this gem of a power pop song that's not dissimilar to the lead single of your previous record, which was Happiness. Yeah. To lead with a song like this, to send this to radio. Mm. Like that is it's insane to me. Mm. But turns out it fucking worked because this is obviously an, an essential inclusion 
on any regurgitator playlist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's on jingles. It's on the greatest indeed, hits. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A great greatest hits as well. Too, yeah, absolutely. Hits. It finds its groove and sticks with it kind of thing. But like for a piece of like, it's not quite new metal, but certainly rap rock. Okay. Well, this is my question, right? Mm. Is it easy to genre parody? I don't believe so. Okay. Not quite. Yeah. I, because they just because they've done enough hip hop stuff before and yeah. since this that I just think they they like that they just like it, it's as legitimately hip hop as like say Beastie Boys sabotage is right like it's yeah. just it's just got okay just got it's it's straightforward rock well, guitar yeah, and bass. Well, yeah, because Beastie Boys started as a punk band. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. you know. So like, and these guys like that they they still are playing guitar and bass, but they just mm. happen to be rapping instead of singing. Like I think. Yeah. Okay. A lot of fun. I love that. Like, there's absolutely zero conceit. The story is about a fat cop. <laughs> yeah, 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 else. yeah. Yep. I vastly prefer Super Straight, and there's like the other Gurge songs we've spoken about. I generally prefer as well. But like, I'm never going to skip this one when it fucking comes on. Compositionally, this is somewhat safe. Mm. But Gurge had at their most, uh, even at a relatively safe kind of thing they're still weird as fuck and they're still regurgitator so it's good i think the, yeah regurgitator doing something different still makes regurgitator stonks go up yeah like even if it's even if it's a if it's if it's not exactly the more of what you want they do something different that surprises you and that's a more that's regurgitator enough, yeah. thing than making a more regurgitator song yeah mm. i think you picking know. the weird song as the lead single is the regurgitator move stonks up you know stonks mm. up we've all played the tony hawks pro skater games um, yes, and a bit, like, <laughs> just a little. There were like uh, in a couple of them. There were like the unlockable character who was like a fat cop who like rode a skateboard or anything like that. Like because like cops would chase you as when you skateboarded around the mall and shit yeah. like that. Yeah, and like this was like like this felt like a thing around this time. The idea of just like making fun of a fat cop was just a part of culture, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What year yeah. is Paul Blart? It was later. But I was <laughs> about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, no, I was thinking about this more and more about like how like uh-huh. there was just this era of like late nineties, early two thousands, at least from my memory, kind of thing, where like an obvious stand-in for like a punchline. I guess it wasn't even fucking Wayne's World, right? The cops kind of chubby. That's right. Ass. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. It's yeah. a kind of thing where like like oh, there's a cop and he's a bit chubby, and then it's like that's a thing that we can just have. Yeah. Wig. Like, sorry, Wiggums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I. Need to stress. I'm not saying it's problematic in a thing. It's okay to make fun of cops. Like, <laughs> if you're like making fun of anybody of any size, I'll fucking see you in the fucking ring, motherfucker. But like, making fun, <laughs> making fun of cops is cool. Um, <laughs> like, there's also like part of the song I think is is like this cop seeing themselves as a real like I'm an ultra cop. Yeah, like, yeah totally right. Yeah, I you know this is peak performance. Yeah, kind of yeah, thing, yeah. When he just isn't. Yeah, but but he's still a thug. He sounds like a mall cop. Yeah, yeah, like like Paul Blart. Paul Blart. <laughs> yeah, delusions of grandeur. Yeah. Like he's, I'm an action hero, he's but Paul, really he's, he's Paul Blart who thinks he's dread. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. There's something so archetypically gurge about this. The crunch of those guitars, like how heavy the guitar is. Like it goes from that kind of atonal snarl in the verses to the more like straight up pub rock style of the three chords, you know, kind of rager along with a big anthemic chorus. 
It's never like wholly sincere, the rap flow, but it's also never done as just like a, isn't it hilarious that I'm rapping, mm, you know? Yeah. Because yep. uh, I believe it was one Ann Harrison who made this observation that it was, it was one of you two. It was one of someone on this uh, side of the table. Cl- classic like listeners of our podcast, you know, yeah. con- conflating the two of us. Yeah, right. <laughs> naturally. <laughs> Happens all the time. <laughs> Happens all the time. <laughs> well, Kevin Mitchell famously thought there was five of us when he started listening <laughs> the first time. No. I don't know how he managed yeah, that. Right. I literally introduced everyone by name at the start. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I thought there were five of you. I'm like, how? <laughs> <laughs> the listener is part of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's the like city, the city of New York. This side knows what's up. Um, so one of you said there has been... Way too much rapping in proportion to how many hip hop songs that there are. <laughs> That's me. That was you. There you and you have to say no. too many rappers, not enough MCs. Yeah. Well, yeah. The Deej then threw that uh, uh, to Beastie Boys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Fucking oath. Yeah. And us. So we corrected it, guys. All the all the listeners who knew it was me screaming at their, <laughs> at their You're podcast. You're a fucking idiot, yeah. David. <laughs> it was You're the weakest a... link of this podcast by a considerable margin. Hey, it- Fourth strongest out of five, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute worst. So yeah, look, I, I can't outrank New York City much <laughs> as I've tried. I, I do think that um, I think Kung Fu Sing is the better regurgitated rap song. Yeah, yeah sure. But oh, just, but this is all heaps of fun. It's fucking regurg, man. Yeah. What's she gonna do? Hate the gurge? No, no. Get Bro, out of here. That's an Australian. Up. Oh my god. Absolutely not. And being an Australian is cool. But <laughs> but not that kind. No. Bring down that mirror ball. Hell yeah. Let's fucking go. Number 26. It's the return of Jamiroqua. This is little L. Just take the L. <laughs> Save it. Someone took a big L. No one had the fucking thing written down. <laughs> with Little L in the 2001 Triple J Hottest 100 coming in at number 26. Now, uh, Noel Fielding once famously said that it it is impossible to be unhappy in a poncho. Mm -hmm. I will go one further and say it is impossible to be unhappy when you are listening to the group Jamiroquai. 
I think I second that. Yeah. The poncho thing is like a wool poncho, not like a rain poncho. No, you know, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Most yeah. of the time miserable in a rain poncho yeah. because <laughs> you're wearing a rain poncho. So. Yeah. No, no, no. Like no, the, the, the traditional, yeah. The yes, traditional. Yes. Yeah, it's sense. impossible to be uh, to not be happy when you're appropriating Mexican culture. Yeah. Yes, of yeah. course. Yeah. Arriba, am yeah. I right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> underlay, underlay. Underlay. Yes, yes. Uh, would you like some tacos? Okay. <laughs> Now let's let's get back to someone who knows nothing about appropriating cultures. JK, <laughs> get him. Amazing segue. Yeah. Thank you very very much. It will never not be funny to me the contrast of oh baby I sound like Stevie Wonder come on and then you just hear him talk and I'm just like I'm JK from Jamiroquai. It's like yeah. where the fuck did this come from? Yeah. Like what? How? And then all, when? This, and all the stuff that we used to talk about how he's like actually, he, he knifed people. And yeah, he's insane. Yeah. He also has an insane collection of cars. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a big lived, car guy. He's yeah. lived quite a life. And in fact, part of that goes into, into this song. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we, will, we will get to that. For me, I just want to get to how this song makes me feel. And it makes me feel like I, like I am a roller disco. <laughs> like I am just rotating around... Like I am encrusted with gems and that everyone is feeling themselves. Everyone is strutting their stuff. That's just the vibe, man. Like you get it in Canned Heat. You get it in You Give Me Something. You get it in Virtual Insanity. I forgot what it was called for a second. But God damn. Again, another artist where you forget how many fucking hits they had until you're you are you are required to re-listen to them. And it's just like, yeah, man, shit rips. I go years without listening to Jamiroquai, and then as soon as I hear them again, I'm just like, I want that little guy tattooed on me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, this is just a joyous ode to 70s disco with the big string stabs mm. that four on the floor beats that syncopated rhythm the stevie mm. wonder homage throughout you know like with his vote like it is uncanny how much he sounds like stevie wonder at certain points because he'll be like bell that this and then it falls off you know, that's a, and that's a classic Stevie Wonder thing, and it's a class. It's now because he rips so much on Stevie Wonder, it's like become this classic Jamiroquai thing. Yeah, and then sometimes we're trying to fit in as much, many words as possible, baby, and it's great, and I love it, and I love that energy, and I, and you know, this song gives me something, it's like much mm-hmm. like much like another song that we'll eventually get to. Big love for little L. Nice. That's that's that that's, that's the four oh four from DJ Y. Brought it home. Thank mm. you very much. Now. Adam, yeah, uh, you you have some uh, some intimate details to to share on on this track. I've known this song for years. I loved the Funk Odyssey record. In fact, famously, Oof. I my fir- the first time I ever asked out. I think I've told this on the podcast, but the first time I ever asked out a girl and got rejected. I listened to that album as mm. like my as like my coping. So <laughs> it's like good. my got you through it. Gotta dance. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. left for me to do but dance. Yeah. yeah. Solid tear going down your cheek. Better have a boogie. <laughs> Weirdly accurate. What I didn't know and wish I wish I'd known then is that this is actually a breakup song. Did you get that? No. No. I didn't get that. I just I learnt that I was today years old when I found out that this song was actually a breakup song. You look at the lyrics, it's glaringly obvious. It's absolutely about the breakdown of a relationship. But I have sung along. 
<laughs> and it's just it's just kind of like I'm singing words and but I, I but my, I, it's not the point yeah, at yeah. all because yeah, you're boogieing you're too don't, busy don't yeah. think of the lyrics when you're like, like like I need to get a real big divorce like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh it's about a breakup huh? yeah <laughs> but you hear like you make me love you with a little L and you don't actually think wait a minute yeah fully it's you make me love me with like it's a little L it's a litigation divorce <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, the little L in plaintiff. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, so it was about the actual breakup of J.K. and his former girlfriend Dennis Van Alten. Um, (laughs) You're about to say Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Menace Van Alten. Denise is how that. The Menace Van Alten. (laughs) Not Denise the Menace. David, for the last time, she's not a niece. <laughs> she's actually very niece. Yeah. <laughs> Funnily enough, this is this is some, some breaking scandal. I googled their names, uh-huh. and in the British tabloids, but just two days before the recording of this very episode, are we breaking a story? They were talking. Like she's they're back together? No, no, or- no, 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 we're not. no, no. But um, she has just broken up with another partner that she had and the scandal is that she started talking to JK again the British tabloids are so bad it's terrible is this this like the Daily Mail or something yeah it was actually it was literally or the Sun or something it was was, I think it was legitimately the Daily Mail so so bad so bad so Mm. an indictment on the British tabloids but still bit bit juicy it's yeah. scandalous. I mean, it's juicy. I'm glad that we could break a story, and also when we sink Turf Island, then we'll be the only breaking <laughs> these stories. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we'll have to pick up the slack. That's our strength. <laughs> that's our I'm trying goal. to think what what the tabloid line they would have gone with. It's just like little L leads to JK. You, you must be JK. <laughs> <laughs> Denise the Menise. Denise the Menise getting that big D from JK. <laughs> we could work for Daily Mail. We shouldn't, but we could. We could, <laughs> but. And We'd be great at it, yeah. but oh, we shouldn't. But we shouldn't. Yeah. But, but I mean, we'd be really good. At it. But do they have a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> one of the things I love about this song is that, at least for me, one like one of the most iconic things about it that makes it this one as opposed to a different Jamiroquai song because they're all Jamiroquai. They're songs. all Jamiroquai. They're very much is all Jamiroquai. That Jamiroquai double songs. clap in the chorus. Oh, it's incredible. Yep. It does so much work and it's so simple, but like. That's what song this is. It's the one that goes. Have you ever not enjoyed a clap in a song? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Surely. Like what? Like what? I I try to push them out of my mind. Think of an example. I don't think I ever. I can't think of any other songs with claps in them off the top of my head. So at all? Yeah. Well, I mean, you put me on the spot. Eyes by Hall and Oates. That's a good song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sorry You're Not a Winner by Anta Shikari. That's a good one for Adam. Great claps. Yeah, some great claps. I don't know it, so I'll I'll happily say Um, the claps. One one for Andrew, Close to Me by The Cure. Oh, that's obviously. Grease Lightning from Grease, starring starring John Travolta of Pulp Fiction fame. (laughs) (laughs) Don't care for Grease. Come on, those hand claps are all time. No, I don't care for Grease. Never seen it. Yeah, I don't. I haven't, e- I haven't no, either. No, yeah. I haven't either. Bullshit. No, I've never seen That's the film. A good one. Never seen the film, but I've I've heard the soundtrack. I've heard enough. Thanks. You've heard the mega mix. I've heard the mega <laughs> mix. <laughs> I've been to weddings. What a joke of a thing to have. Uh, <laughs> the Grease mega mix. Wasn't well, that for its twentieth anniversary yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to change my chump to the Grease. The Grease mega mix. Please. Nineteen seventy. Whatever. Yeah. Can I? If I could. 
Grease Lightning. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and also, in that song, mm. the chicks will cream. The chicks will cream, though. You don't put that. <laughs> you don't put, put that, that in a musical. <laughs> you don't put that line in a. <laughs> Certainly not in a mega mix. <laughs> it's not becoming of a mega mix. I don't know whether the lesson of of us talking about this song is like check your lyrics a bit. Like actually, <laughs> the chicks will cream. Well, um, maybe it's a good car. <laughs> Seems pretty good. So yeah, like maybe back off. Like. This is the thing. I'm not a motoring enthusiast. <laughs> Everybody, that's not that's nobody's secret. I, I wouldn't yeah. bullshit you out on this. I promise. Yeah, no, you. I, no, I wouldn't no. lie to you. I wouldn't lie to you, Adam. Yeah, I promise. Yeah. Maybe there is a really good car out there that would make someone cream. I don't know myself, but I wouldn't lie to you about this. Maybe it's out there. Who's to say? Well, JK would know. Yeah. To tie it back to Jamiroquai, because he's a, he's the car guy. He's the car yeah. guy. Maybe maybe he's the one. He's looking for that car. Maybe he he is the grease lightning. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, it was JK all along. Whoa. Maybe. <laughs> the dumbest thing I've done. <laughs> Even by my standard, I liked I it. I love you. I liked it. No, I liked it, Andrew. It was good. <laughs> This is such a good podcast. You know what? I, I actually, I actually think, to your point, Nathan, the, one of the biggest pluses to Jamiroquai, one of the biggest strings to their bow, mm. is the way that they manage to be Jamiroquai in every single song, and yet, yeah, and hit those exact same satisfying moments, and and yet never manage to go back on themselves, never manage to repeat yeah, themselves it, fully. Like Each, yeah. each single is like undeniably yeah, that yeah. single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like the smallest viable variation, but not, I don't say that in a negative way. Yeah. It's just like, it's, like it's, it's the fewest possible moves away from each song it's to not, create a beautiful geometric system. Because it's not like Ween where they're like insanely diverse where it's just yeah. like, this is our flamenco record and yeah. this is our country record and this song sounds like Thin Lizzy. But yeah, in many ways, Jamiroquai are the anti-Ween. I think, you know, we're <laughs> yeah. obviously not the first to say that. Or uh, the anti-Gurge. The anti-Gurge. Yeah. I, obviously I like this song, but I, I guess because I'm... Less a versed in Jamiroquai mm. in general, mm. yeah. and mm. b less. You haven't studied the blade as much. Yeah. No, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> While you were whatever you made a joke. <laughs> While um, you were wearing the hat, I was studying yeah, the blade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're not that into cars. You're not that into cars. Like, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't lie to you. You would lie to me. I wouldn't lie to you. It's <laughs> the god's honest truth. Um, <laughs> but like, that I like, like Jamiroquai's music is not something that I like. I, I, I've never heard a full Jamiroquai record start to finish, and I have no desire to. All the hits are good. So mm. this, this to me, is a, it's another good Jamiroquai song, yeah. but that's about as much as I have a connection with it. Yeah. That's, sure. that's about what it is, though. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, it's, it's all it needs to be. Yeah. It's not that deep. Yeah. It's cars in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beep, beep. It's mm. getting back with your ex. Or is it? Mm. Or is it? Stay tuned. Yeah. More take, on this story. Cool. Take the L, JK. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. There it is. There it is. There we bloody go. That brings us to the end of yet another episode of Hottest 100s and Thousands. Thank you so much for listening. God damn, we love you. Oh. Capital L. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And we oh, appreciate yeah. you. Capital A. Mm. That was a tight five. Yeah. 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 Not, there's, like, there's not a stinker in the bunch. No, but the question is, Andrew, if you had to pick. And you do. And you do. <laughs> what would be your favourite? I'm so glad you asked that. Because... Yeah. 
It has come to that time. Once again, we are continuing that ever-continuing story and picking our favorites, our least favorites, and determining whether any of these five songs will make Carryover Champ or Carryover Chump. You know what? Andrew? David. What's, what's on your mind? What are you thinking? My favorite is uh, Jebediah Fall Down. Mm. Um, I Good think call. it's an absolute bop, loads of fun. Um, it's not my champ, which remains in the cave, 15 feet of pure white snow. Mm. My least favorite, again, none of these are stinkers, but it is Jamiroquai, a little L. And again, it is a little L. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's a little lost. It's like, he knows. Yeah. He yeah. knew yeah. when he was writing the song. He's like, yeah. this isn't a big L. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, and again, it, it is the fifth best of these songs, so it is nowhere near taking the place of Chump, which was Little Things. Uh, I'm going to go with The Girl of My Dreams is Giving Me Nightmares for my favourite from this five. For my least favourite... Look, I might have to go Fat Cop just because it's the one I have the least amount of relationship with. It's still a great track, but yeah, definitely the one I have the least amount of relationship with. Mm. Carryover Champs and Chumps remain the same. Mm. Nathan. Uh, favorite is Jebediah. Champ will remain Pyramid Song. Is that my champ? Oh, maybe. I'm pretty sure it's my It's a champ. great choice if it is, mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I make great choices you do, most mate. of the time. So. You do. Uh, least, yeah, it's re- fifth favorite. John Butler Trio? Sure. Sure, well, sure really that works. works. I if, forgot if they I, were here. If I was choosing to like play them again, that's probably the fifth one I'd yeah. go to. So, yeah. Obviously, He's a big guy. Obviously he can take it. not a chump. Uh, my favorite is Fall Down. It's especially because it was just such a joy and we're not going to be hearing from hmm. from the Jebs for a while and I feel like in most times where I've talked about the Jebs, I haven't given them the big old fave hmm. nearly enough. So for all those reasons and more, not that it needs any additional reasons in the hmm. song itself. Big Don't old patronise the song. <laughs> not. I'm trying to be Don't patronise uh, me. Okay. Um, Back least, up. It's all right. My favourite, least favourite. The one, the opposite one, uh, is Machine Gun Felatio because uh, it's, you know, uh, don't care for sharks, the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, champs and chumps remain the same. Right that fresh, That fresh chump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mean. I feel, oh. ba- I feel bad. Given a, given a week to think about. I think you should feel bad. I think but, you think I should. Yeah. Yeah. But I hope that there's, <laughs> budged, I, hey, yeah. I hope there's a new worst song on the horizon for us. Oh. Ma- maybe. I've, after a week of like, oh, I've just been living with the guilt. <laughs> I got to see what's in next week's episode. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> I've, looked, I've looked at the countdown. No, I know next week. Well, it's funny you bring that up because we are officially three quarters of the way through. Oh. 75. Breezing through it. <laughs> what pace. <laughs> what speed. Take that, King Gizzard. It's just like that, um, you know, like that famous thing of the very first marathon I ever ran at the Olympics. <laughs> and a guy just wandered off. <laughs> that's us. That was, that was that's us, baby. That's a fat mood. <laughs> 75 songs down, 25 songs to go. Boy, I'm fucking pumped. I'm ready to fucking race it to the finish line, baby. After after our wandering off. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Might wander off again. Uh, who, who's no. to say? Who's to say? We're greased lightning, okay? Yeah. <laughs> the chicks will cream for the next few episodes. That's a Terrible. guarantee. Terrible. Why would you write that? <laughs> so it's called a forward sell, Adam. <laughs> Maybe it's like a recipe or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> cream of chicken. Well, like Creamy a, chicken. Like a, like, a whole, like a hollandaise sauce. Yes, yeah, there you go. <laughs> They're planning dinner after they go for their car ride. Oh, mm. fuck me. <laughs> 
On behalf of Andrew McDonald, good night. Nathan Harrison, bye. Adam Boncher, bye. My name is Machine Gun Calatio. <laughs> Everything is good for you. That episode went for a million years. <laughs> <laughs>